Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome, everyone, to another live post-game edition of 410 Sports Talk. I'm Glenn Martin here with my co-host James Haskell and, of course, DK in the background. Tough Tough game today, tough loss, uh, lose to the the Browns 33-31 in a game where the Ravens led for all of it, all of it until the last few seconds. It's, man, that was um, surprising to say the least, especially when they found themselves up 31-17. I thought that kind of would be the end of the game, but uh, credit to the Browns, that defense, man. Miles Garrett, Zadarius, they certainly made plays. Injuries have me concerned. But Jimbo, I know you were at the game. First and foremost, how what was the uh the the crowd like for the Ravens? Was there a, a contingency for Browns fans there? What was it like? What was the atmosphere? You know, I'll I'll say this. Uh for a I was pretty it was okay, but I was a little disappointed based on the fact that this was an AFC North matchup. I feel like everyone walked in here thinking this is a foregone conclusion. It was loud, but it wasn't like Bengals game loud. It wasn't like Chiefs game loud. Any of that. It was okay. And it was it bummed me out because this is a huge game. This is just important as this is just as important as Thursday's night's game is gonna be. Uh and so look, I mean we we shot ourselves in the foot a lot in this game, but I think uh the environment left a bit to be desired to say the very least interesting wow that surprises me to hear considering how well we're playing right now but man it wasn't uh, that people were, weren't excited but there was certainly a lot of like a little bit of entitled fans in there you know mm-hmm. like just expect to be a rollover game gotcha yeah i mean look these games in the north are always tough it showed that way today i thought i was surprised by how how well the, the the Browns were able to move the ball against our defense. Bit disappointed. Uh, now, there were some pretty key injuries, especially the, in the second half, that affected how they were able to move the ball. Marlon Humphrey's injury, I don't know if anyone's heard anything. I, I haven't heard. I'm hopeful it's not an Achilles. They're calling it an ankle injury, but sometimes they start like they, – they call it that to start. But non-contact, he goes down. No doubt that impacts the defense. It was good to see Clowney back after the elbow. Uh, injury, but w- what is your initial thoughts on on losing Marlin and kind of how that affected the game, Jimbo? Yeah, it was huge because we saw Njoku come up. We saw um, obviously Cooper made catch after catch, and everyone's just standing there scratching their heads, like, "How is this guy so open?" Right? But um, yeah, so the absence was clearly felt. Not as much as if you remember that Dolphins game when he went out last year, but it did kind of feel like that because the big plays went to the situations where Marlon would normally be handling business. We didn't have that done. And look, Brandon Stevens is playing great. He's not Marlon Humphrey. So certainly that was that was a tough one and, and a, an absolute gut punch. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm nervous about that injury as well. But yeah, I got to ask you a question. 
really quickly, Glenn. Yeah, well, hang on. Hang on. Dungoy says typical Ravens loss. Total a defense totally exposed. Pain. He's feeling some pain, Jimbo, like a lot of us are. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Speaking of the pain, I felt like the game was lost at the end of the game when they ran the ball. We got into a little bit of a scrum, and they started pushing it forward. Yeah, that's where I felt like, man, the the our defense is is tired. They're exhausted. Um, but was there a moment in this game where you were expecting a big play defensively and it just didn't happen? Yeah, I feel, uh, there was a ton. I mean, I, I thought that after the O-way sack at the end, uh, when we had the opportunity to end the game by just jumping on that fumble, they, they ended up getting on it. And then they turn around and they pick up a huge chunk on the following play. I thought that was a pivotal, pivotal moment at the end of the game. But yeah, I mean, to your point, there was a lot of moments where I, I thought the especially the front, as well as the front's been playing all year, I, I really thought there were going to be times where we would get to Deshaun Watson quicker. He escaped. I mean, outside, yeah, outside of the Cooper outside of the Cooper throw, like you just referenced, they just ran the ball down the field. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't think Jerome Ford would go for 107 this game. I, I, didn't, I didn't plan on that being the case. And I thought Deshaun Watson did a really good job of stepping up and then going through the pocket and buying a lot of time, man. I mean, they, there were so many times where we got a good rush up the edge, and he just walked right behind it and took the open space and either bought time or scrambled for a few yards, which were big-time big, big time plays, kept the chains moving. Man, you, I mean, you got to give credit to Deshaun. He played out. He played well out there today. You know, he fought through an ankle injury. He was beat up. But, man, you're right. What the hell happened to our run defense? I mean, Jerome Ford, 107. Deshaun Watson, eight for thirty-seven. What what what's going on, Jimbo? Yeah, you know, it just they seemed tired. They seemed like uh, there wasn't much of a, I don't want to say desire. I'm sure these guys want this, but they seemed tired, seemed worn out, seemed like they were kind of getting leaned on. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what other what other. I'll tell you what was interesting to me: the guy playing with the most energy today defensively for me, Pat Queen. Well, you know, it wasn't a perfect game for anyone was playing with a ton of energy and I felt yeah. like there was a where he was trying to hype some guys up and it almost wasn't there. It was an odd thing. Um, but, I, and I'll also say clowny. Uh, I felt like played with a lot of energy, you know, prior to the injury. Um, but yeah, just something was off today and, and I, yeah. it's hard for me to give credit to Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I yeah, understand. I know. I know. You know, it's just, it, but he played. But he he played. He showed a lot of toughness. You know, he stuck it out. I thought he was going to be done for the game when he went in the locker room early, right before half. But he comes back out. I tell you, I didn't expect this. I mean, I guess I'm looking at the stat sheet. I, I didn't expect to see Roquan with 21 tackles today. I mean, holy smokes, that's a lot of tackles. But they did run the ball so many freaking times. I guess I should have expected it. Uh oh. Uh-oh, Jimbo. I love how it froze with that face. Absolute perfect timing. Uh, let's see what Manny has to say here. Manny goes, uh, let's see. Manny says, tough loss. We got soft and complacent, only up 11. Can't happen. Marcus Williams is a liability with one arm. Absolutely agree. We made yep. those backup tackles look great. Yeah, I, I thought we could expose their tackles more consistently. I mean, there were spl splash plays, certainly the OA play. Clowney had made some big plays, to your point. But it wasn't the consistent crumbling of the pocket that I was expecting to see because we've seen them do it against a far better line. And you're talking about the third string tackle in most cases uh, on the right side. I, 
I don't understand why we weren't more uh, we weren't able to take more advantage of this mismatch. Yeah, and and this is the one thing I, I will say as well. And uh, shout out to my co-pilot here because she just mentioned this uh, about uh, I think with uh, eight minutes left in the game, they pulled up the uh, time of possession and things like that, the offensive stats for the Browns. They had seven at this point in the game. They had seven minutes more time of possession than us, yeah. which not favorable to a good defense. We've talked about it before. Uh, you know that 2019 defense had some incredible stats. Part of that was because the offense was ridiculous, yep. right? And, and so that was a that, you know the offense didn't do the def- didn't do the defense any favors. No excuses. You know we got to get the job done, but certainly offense wasn't handing out any favors there. Uh, so that also made it tough uh, on the defense. But yeah, the the you got to stop the run. You got to stop the run. Certainly late in the game, that was a bummer to just watch them march down the field, running the football. Nothing special. A quarterback with a gimp leg. And, uh, you know, we can't get it done. Like you said, two backup tackles. You know they're going to run the football and you just can't get it done. That was that was, uh, that was was one of the moments where, you're, you're, you know, they just took the soul right out of the defense. It was a bummer. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And, and Jimbo, we got we to stop. You still got me? Yeah, we got to stop beating around the bush here and get right into the hot topic. Manny brings it up. He says, Keaton Mitchell, no touches in the second half. Perfect example of changing our game plan when we don't need to. Panic from coaches to players lost this game. I cannot for the life of me understand how Keaton Mitchell ends the game with three carries and one catch. I I don't understand. Two of his touches go for 30-plus yards. He touches the ball twice more and none in the second half, Jimbo. I'm a Gus guy. We love Gus. But what the hell is going on with Keaton Mitchell's usage? Yeah, no, I totally get it. Like you said, we're both Gus guys. And honestly, it's not even the Gus stuff. Like, why is Justice Hill on the field for offensive snaps? Yeah. I, you know, I don't know how many snaps he's on the field for, but certainly if it's more than zero and Keaton Mitchell is healthy, it makes zero sense to me. Keaton Mitchell needs to be on the field. He's a bona fide playmaker, absolute dynamite. Uh, the kid just jolts the offense with with energy, and it, it made no sense to me why he get. Whoever you take snaps away from is whatever. At the end of the day, he needs to get the ball. Uh, he needs to be on the field. Uh, so yeah, that was ap- that was just perplexing to me. I did not understand that at all. And uh, I'm interested to see Coach Munkins how he's going to wiggle his way out of that one. Yeah, and, and DK, you know, mentions maybe there was a reaggravation, but I saw him on the field. Like I saw him on occasion on the field. He just didn't get the ball. And yeah, so that, I'm like, oh, that late holding penalty in the end zone was on. Was, yeah, was Mitchell on the yeah, field. He was there. exactly, exactly. So it's just like because <laughs> that's my initial reaction. Like, oh, he must have tweaked the hammy that we heard about there in practice. But and then he, we see him on the field. I go, well, well, there goes that. So what the hell is the excuse? I mean, I, I, I every time he touched the ball, he he's going for a home run, and yet we just stop giving him the ball. I I cannot understand it, dude. It's just it, it I, it's truly truly puzzling. Uh, let's see. Sean says. Uh, let's see here. It's popping up. Here we go. Don't, uh, not sure what to say, boys. Terrible team loss. Defense gets a good chunk of blame. Absolutely. Lamar gets blame. Yeah. Lamar did not have his best game. Offensive line gets blame. Well, mainly because when they got hurt, I mean, it, it was bad news bears. Uh, and when I, what I hate the most is we made Watson look elite again. Ugh. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, I know Jimmy doesn't like that at all. That's just disgusting. I hated it, man. But I'll tell you what, I, 
you know, I agree that the offensive line gets blame. I, everyone gets blame in a loss, but it was funny. There was a few ladies in front of us, and they kept yelling, he's getting no protection. You got to protect him. And I, was, I finally said, look, you got two backup tackles against Ladarius, uh, Zedarius Smith and Miles Garrett. Like, you got to cut him a little slack here. Like, yeah. how can we figure out how to make the offense more favorable for these two guys? Because this is, this is a, a, a bad scenario. But to that point, Glenn, did you notice – we're leading the league in sacks, but you notice the difference between how they can take advantage of backup tackles in comparison to how we can't. And I think part of that is because their pressure is not based on uh, plays. It's based on players, right? And a lot of our pressure is schematic. That's my overwhelming concern late in the season because he had all day back there in certain occasions unless we were bringing it. Right. And so that that did scare me a bit today and just made me think, um, you know, with and I know Clowney got hurt um, and that obviously made a difference. But, you know, I, I do think that's personnel wise, that's certainly something where they have an advantage. Obviously, it's hard to get better than Garrett, you know, Garrett and, and Smith as far as the outside linebacker duo. But it did come to my mind more than once and does have, have me a little concerned moving forward. Yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, like you said, you can't compare our guys to their guys straight up because, yeah, I mean, they're all world. But, yeah. you know, Oway, oh, I, I certainly have confidence Oway can beat a tackle. I think that Clowney can beat a tackle. Uh, I, I got confidence that those guys can get it done. They just, they just didn't do it on a consistent basis today. But let's not forget, Jadeveon had two sacks, Adafi had a sack, Metabike got there. And we actually sacked Deshaun more than they sacked Lamar Jackson. But, it didn't feel that way, and yeah. it certainly didn't feel that way in the second half. It felt like Garrett was just just he all was. over Lamar Jackson. Uh, but Laura says, such a stressful game, but let me tell you, these announcers were horrifically biased to the Browns. I had to turn my sound, sound down. What in the world? I 100% agree with you on this one, Laura. I thought Vilma was trash. I mean, trash. could not have hit his bias any worse. Like, it, it just seemed odd like what are you doing dude I felt like I was watching the Cleveland broadcast team like it was supposed to be non-biased but it certainly didn't feel that way Jimbo I mean what has Vilma got against the Ravens yeah I don't get it I, I never will but uh yeah there was certainly a lot of uh you know the, the calls were absolutely uh leaning towards the Browns I mean that play where they call pass interference on Roby and the ball was out of bounds by I mean it was hitting us in the stands we're 23 rows up Right. Yeah. So that was absolutely ridiculous. There's a few other ones that were absolutely insane. So yeah, tough one at the, at the, at the, uh, at the shop today from a, from a referee's perspective. Hey DK, can you put Glenn on solo mode? I'm going to run off my computer cause I just got home. My man. I'll be right there. Yeah, man. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I was not, a, I was not a fan of these announcers one bit. I hope we don't have to see these guys again. I would not be sad at all to never see Jonathan Vilma uh do do commentating for another ravens games jl says ravens flock is a toxic fan base when they lose silver lining there's absolutely no time to cry we got a chance to bury the the five and four Bengals in four days yeah you know what you're right about that one because that's the one good thing that happened today shout out to the texans walking off with a field goal with a with a kicker they just brought in after they lose Fairbairn last week. They got a kicker in, and, and, and uh, C.J. Stroud leads them down, kicks the game-winning field goal as time expires. That was the most beautiful thing I've seen all day because, goodness gracious, the freaking Steelers find a way to win again, beating the 
doo-doo Green Bay Packers. And thank goodness that the Bengals didn't keep doing what they've been doing, which is winning every time the Ravens need them to lose. So thank goodness they lost. But yeah, you're right. If the Bengals the Bengals uh, come into town and they take another loss, they go to 5-5. Five and five. That is a rough, rough hole to get out of. So let's hope the Ravens can bounce back. My only concern, JL, is what's going on with these injuries? Ronnie Stanley writhing in pain on the field. Now, I did see a tweet, and I'm going to get Jimmy to confirm when he jumps back on, that he limped off the field, which is at least encouraging that he wasn't carted off the field if you're looking for silver linings. But we already had Moses be the surprise scratch uh, despite practicing in full. And we can only assume that was because they wanted to ensure, I guess, that he'd stay healthy and be good for this coming Thursday. Although, I thought it was odd to not see him out there after practicing. And now, hey, McCary, it, it's just like every time. He goes from one side one week to the other side the next. And I just hope that McCary's not going to be our guy for the remainder of the season, depending on what you know goes on with Ronnie. And then let's not forget that Zeitler went out in this game and we saw Ben Cleveland inserted at the right guard position. So three guys were out after this offensive line has been playing so well for weeks. And now you're down three starters and it's like, man, and Cole Jackson tweeted it and I think he says it best. This, this offense lives and dies with the play of their offensive line. If their offensive line is dominant, our offense is dominant. If they're struggling, we look like we don't know how to play football. And, you know, I, I will say that I don't think Todd Bunkin had his best game. I think there were so many occasions where Lamar Jackson is, is hitting the, the, the end of his drop. There's no receiver for him to get rid of the ball to. The pass rush is meaning he has to get rid of the ball, but there's nowhere to go. So then he tries to make some guys miss, either takes the sack or has a, you know, a throw away or, or a poor throw. It's just like, get him a hot route. I didn't see nothing. Now the film will say, will say more, but. It just seemed like there was nowhere for him to, for him to go with the ball quick. Even on a play where like Justice Hill looked like he was designed to, to, to quickly pop out and become his hot route. Justice, too slow. Get your head around. I mean, it, my goodness. It, it, these guys are coming like crazy. You got you got Miles Garrett, who's who's like 0.4 seconds. He's already in the backfield. It's unbelievable. You got to give this guy a little bit of help. I mean, uh, Don Bado says, here's a crazy stat. We uh -oh. lost today. Oh, you got to get your phone out of there. We there go. we go. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to hit end stream on the phone because then it ends the stream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad. So, DK, if you can, like, I don't know how to do that even. That's okay. We'll leave you in the waiting room. Uh, Tom says, here's a crazy stat. We lost today and trailed today by a grand total of zero seconds. Oh, I got it to work. Yeah. Ridiculous, Insane, right? man. And, and you know what? A graphic popped up, Jimbo. And, and it hasn't changed since the game ended where we have trailed for a total of 29 minutes for the entire NFL season. Second closest to that number is the Chiefs. They trailed for 80 minutes. Mm -hmm. And yet, here we are with three losses, and it doesn't feel very good, Jimbo. No. Uh, I, I just saw, just because I was listening to what you said, um, the only update we got on Ronnie is a four-second clip, clip of John Harbaugh saying, I don't have any updates. Great. So, Yeah. Doesn't sound good. So nothing on Marlon either, I'm assuming. I haven't seen anything yet. I just searched up Ronnie. Let me look up Marlon as well. <coughs> oh, it's so frustrating, man. That's yeah, because we look, Glenn, we talked about this on, you know, and it's like I'm never even gonna broach the subject anymore for the rest of my life. Um, but we talked about this, right? On uh what day was that? Was, was that uh Thursday? That was just Friday. We said it really it 
look, it's all health based. It's all health related this year. We've got the talent. We've got the scheme. We got that. You know, as long as we continue to execute, we've mm-hmm. got to stay healthy. And then this happens. So, yes, yeah, tough one. Uh, see, did you read this one? You didn't, right? No. Aceto uh, says defense was soft today. Multiple times our defenders treated Watson uh, with kid gloves, helping him up and laughing with him. Their defense never helped Lamar. You know, I did see a little bit too much of that than I would have liked. Yeah. Um, I understand sportsmanship as well, but. Yeah, it's a rival. Yeah, I mean, come let on. him get up himself. Hey, let me ask you this. Do you think that that was a a, a bad no call uh, with the hit in the sideline early in the game well, against Lamar? I mean, that's a perfect example of these biased announcers. They, he's literally saying he's he's in bounds as they're showing a still shot of Lamar standing out of bounds right yeah. before the hit. Do you think now, I it was bang bang? It was really quick. So it's do you not think egregious. That, do you think the difference was just that because Lamar saw the hit coming and it's inbounds or out of bounds? He just wanted to brace for it, right? Yeah, so well, he didn't I, really brace for it. He kind of well, put it. his shoulder down like he did this. But he was in the air. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I just that's, felt like and that's never good when you're in the air and then he just so he just <laughs> easily knocked him off his feet. But I, I it was just an example of I mean, come on. Yeah, he was and, out and, of bounds. Let's not and, right. And to Cito's point, like I do think the defense obviously could have played better today, but I said it before. I mean, yep. they had the ball for 30 minutes in this game. Yeah. You know, it's just tough to ask for any defense, especially against a guy who's a mobile quarterback. He's running around. And I also got to say this. There were, I counted, Glenn, nine clear holding penalties that were not called on the the, the Browns offensive line. There was probably, but clear, like, in the stadium. I'm sure you could see them better on TV than I could see it. It oh, was yeah, I mean, amazing to me. Yeah, there was quite a few. I know there was a interior, Michael Pierce one that drove yeah, me crazy. Right, specifically the interior of their line. Wow. Which is amazing to me that that no – I think, you know, there was a, a serious lack of holding penalties called. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Let's see here. Tone says, we will bounce back Thursday night against the Bengals who just lost. We, need, we uh, just need to close it out, stick to the winning formula, feed Mitchell more. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the reasoning behind the disappearance of Keaton Mitchell in the second yeah. half. I, I cannot understand it for the life of me. If Munkin gives us a, a, a tongue-in-cheek answer, I will reach through the screen and smack him in his face. <laughs> like, well, you know, this is football. I can see him yeah. saying some, some crap. Like, Dude, I will grab your throat, my man. Yeah, he was he was a clear difference maker when given the opportunity, <laughs> just didn't get the opportunities. I thought Zay Flowers had a nice game today, five yep. for seventy-three. Yep. Not sure what the injury was that was causing him so much uh like he was really looking like he was going through some pain, but he came back out there. So mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It looked like it was like a hand or a wrist or an elbow. I, I don't know what the heck it was, but good to see him back out there. Odell Beckham did, you know, just like we thought, you know, he gets the the forty yard slant, takes it, uh, takes it all the way for the touchdown. He he uh, absolutely gave the team a huge boost right there. But only catch of the day, Jimbo, just one impactful one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the game, when they were, you know, loading the box and daring us to throw the ball, and we needed to make a play, I was kind of surprised he didn't get him get him targeted because he's been the guy that's been able to win the outside matchup in yeah. those situations he doesn't even get really targeted uh kind of surprising there yeah and to jeremy's point lamar's deep ball been off all year right after that was right after he got hit out of bounds correct and then he went deep and threw that interception um yeah that was a terrible pass yeah dude 
was terrible. What it, was it, that? Was he expecting that shoulder? Dude, dude, I swear he was concussed in that play. Like, that's the only logical reason I can give for, like, it was well, so bad. It was bad because there's no way. But at the same time, I think maybe he thought Bateman was going to do back shoulder because there was a safety over top. Yeah. So there was really DK's nowhere. Lamar was pointing at himself. It looked like a miscommunication and seemed to be Lamar's fault. Yeah. Yeah. So, but his deep ball, I mean, look, he had Zay for the touchdown. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. Overthrow. Man, I it. felt like, I know it's easy to say, but I swear I felt like Zay could have ran through that. Uh, I, my man. It didn't look like it on TV. Oh, it looked. to me. Ah. Anyway, I felt like if he was running full speed, he could have ran through that dove. Anyway. Uh, Manny says, there. Lamar's read options decisions were off today. Well, he I know one play. that one from Gus. Yeah, Gus really wanted that one. But I would say this, on that, I think it's that play, he read Garrett. And on that play, he's reading Garrett. And if Garrett yeah. slams down, he pulls it out and he runs around him. And that's what it's he's just, supposed to do. Be decisive yeah, about it. It was a Wasu Koromoa made a fantastic play. He comes darting out of nowhere like a blur and absolutely blows the play up. Yeah. I don't think he read it wrong. I just think, man, the, the, dude, the Browns played really well. My opinion we did not run at them enough. We tried too mm -hmm. much side to side. We got mm -hmm. cute like we always talk about. Don't get cute, Jimbo. Mm -hmm. We got cute today. We're running mm -hmm. double reverses. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know what the hell we were doing. And by but, the way, on that pick where, where Lamar, the, the guy jumps up and bats it, it wasn't getting completed anyway. It was probably getting picked without the bat in the, mm -hmm. in the air. If you look mm -hmm. at the play, mm -hmm. that ball wasn't going anywhere near a receiver. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I just, and I didn't even know what the play call was. Like, we got... Todd Munkin had a had a rough game today. Yeah, Run right one, at these fast guys. Yeah, that one. And then you remember the one to the right-hand side, the quick pass to Mark that got deflected. I mean, that was read from a mile away. Everyone knew exactly what was coming. Yep. But just like you said, it's this out wide stuff. And we're excited about spreading the ball out and all these things. But this is the tough part for me that's a concern. From, you know, you can say what you want about Munkin, but it's something we've talked about before. From a mentality standpoint from these players, We've got to stop. Of we've got to stop this snowball effect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know how do we? Because the hardest play, I think, the most crucial play of any game is the one where you can get momentum back or you can lose all momentum, right? So yeah. if you've lost momentum, how do you make a play to get it back? How do you get yourself in the right, right mindset to get it back? And I think that that is something that the Ravens are missing. What's an offensive play that we can go to that on first down we're gaining seven yards, like yep. a simple bang bang? All right, let's breathe and let's keep moving. You yep. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, and we certainly need that. Yeah. And I thought we had it at the end of the game. If you remember, we had a big third down conversion to Zay flowers on the right side of the field. Mm. And I go, okay, we needed that. It was feeling really yep. rough until that moment. Yep. And then we do nothing after that. And yep. it's just like, Oh my goodness. Like I remember Aguilar, I think it was dropped a pretty big pass on second and nine, which would have either been a first down or cut it to third and inches. It, it was just, it was just too many, too many almost plays. Don C says, damn, Jimmy's driving. I'm honestly a little down and was going to request a laser or balloon launch on this sweet, oh no, on his sweet new green screen deal. Uh, yeah, I think that's about all you're going to get today, uh, Don, Don C. C. It's a, uh, I can give you it, one of these too. Let's see. What does one do? Nothing. False, false for effect. Nothing. No, nope. oh, there okay. you go. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Just sadness. Yeah. Absolute, complete sadness. Hey, Jimbo, I do want to give a shout out how Kyle Hamilton started this game. I yeah. mean, holy smokes. 
I thought he wasn't a playmaker. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought. That's the first thing I thought. Well, I'm glad you say that. Jason, lock it forward. Get your goofy butt on this show. Come <laughs> on and talk to us about it. Because, dude, are you kidding me? That guy is a freak. Took all six, four of him. How many other safeties in the league today can make that play? Name right. one that has the reach, the athleticism, the coordination, all of it. You can't, the list is short. I'm going to tell it to you, Glenn. You ready? Mm -hmm. Kyle Hamilton. Thank you. That's the list. It's crazy, man. Absolutely man, crazy. What a beautiful play. And he's the only safety in the NFL that can make it. All pro, baby. All pro. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. He's got to be that guy. And incredible to also look at when it comes. See, now you got me all fired up. Mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 remember the play where Njoku took the whole team for a ride? Yeah. The next play, they try to get the Njoku the ball on the left hand side. Mm -hmm. Kyle says, uh uh uh. I'm, oh, you know, even on the play where he takes him for a ride, if you notice, Roquan took Hamilton out of that play. Yeah, yeah. He took his legs out when he was trying to make the tackle, or Hamilton <laughs> probably would have tackled him 10 yards sooner. Right. So, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I, I remember that play vividly. Marcus yeah. says, this loss is worse than Miami's infamous comeback, in my opinion. If we don't look dominant on Thursday, I'm not liking how we're going to look in the third act of the season. The only thing that has me worried going forward, Marcus, because – Look, you're going to have games where you don't play well and you're going to have moments and they played well, they grabbed momentum and they rode it. But the thing that has me concerned is obviously the injuries. If Marlon's yeah. injury is severe, if Stanley's injury is a serious injury, that's when you're talking about we have serious problems because those are two positions, those are two guys we cannot afford to lose. They're highly paid, they're highly respected, and they're some of our best players. So that's what has me concerned. If those guys were healthy, I'd say, look, this was a tough game against a really good defense. They got the better of the game in the second half, and they won the game. But the injuries, that'll tell the tale. Oh, let me tell you what, dude. There's no way that that was not an Achilles. I'm looking know, at that tape. Dude. I know, dude. There is zero chance. Just book it. I know, man. I didn't want it to be. Done. I didn't want it to be. I didn't want to admit it to myself. But you're, I'm you're, blaming, I'm blaming it on snapback sports or whatever they're called. He's been nothing but injured ever since we've been doing the podcast. It's all their fault. They're the kiss of death. It's like the Madden curse. Yeah. Okay, let me see. Sean Pisker, everyone, look, this is this loss is tough. However, I'd rather them drop a game or two now rather than repeat rather than a repeat of 2019. I'd rather drop a stupid game to the Browns over the Bengals. We'll be fine. Now, this is I agree with you, Sean. This is my only concern. If we lose on Thursday night, I'm gonna go into absolute panic mode. Because then we will have split with the Browns. We mm -hmm. will have split with the Bengals. And the best we can do is split with the Steelers. So that leaves us at best three and three in the division. I'm now concerned. Yeah. So I I, I agree. It's only one game. But this was a uh, this game counted for one and a half. And and so it has me a little concerned because it's just odd we can't win our home games again the division, but we do so well on the road. It's uh it's so frustrating, man. Yeah. Yeah. The only, I wouldn't be concerned either, man. Just the injuries have me do have me concerned. This is post trade deadline. They can't go out and make a big splash and grab another player. They're going to have to ride with who they got. And if they lose two good players, that's going to make it challenging. Hey, quick says, question. Sorry. Yeah. Quick question. What was Marlon's injury in this week? Didn't he, wasn't he on the injury report? It was a back. I think I saw Was it. I think I saw a back or something, man. It's just sucky how it's all related. Right. That certainly is. You know what I mean? Massey says, what's happening with Tucker? 
Yeah, another blocked field goal. Why Mitchell carry uh, so few after the touchdown? Why throw so much? Yeah, I mean, I agree with, certainly with those last two. There's a no doubter. But on the Tucker one, on the, when they showed the angle from behind, I don't think that ball was going in anyway, Jimbo. It looked to me low and left. I got to be straight up with you. I was hitting the can. Yeah, because you thought it was, thought yeah. It was good. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't see it. and It looked uh, low and left off the foot. Now, we'll never know, but I don't think that thing was going in anyway. But mm. also, like, can we stop getting our field goals blocked, bro? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, give Tucker a shot here. Like, yeah. give him a chance. Don't just, yeah, get it. Yeah, that was, what, the third one this year? Yeah, man. What you do, he's one for five over 50. And like, and how many of them have been blocked, right? So it's like, right. it sucks. Now, I, I do got to bring some up. Someone said in the chat that I've thought that I've been hesitant to say because I'm afraid that other people and also potentially you might bash me for this. Uh Uh-oh. But Lamar Jackson does look kind of slow. What? He looks kind of only relative to Lamar Jackson. Like, not slow in general, but, like, for Lamar Jackson, he looks slow in comparison to what he was. But he's just a bigger, he's a bigger man now. Yeah. Like he's a different build. Look at him in 19. He was a lightning bolt. True. He would outrun anyone. He doesn't do that anymore. But I'm okay with that because he's evolving as a player. Like that's not going to be his whole career anyway. Right. But it is something I have thought. Like it doesn't bother me. I'll be honest with you. It doesn't bother me. Um, but it is something that I've that I've seen. And DK said he's also slipping a lot. Yeah, we're seeing that a lot from a yeah. lot of players in the league. So but, I mean, to me, he still looks plenty fast enough. I will say on the one where he got tripped at the end where, oh, man, he ended up getting tackled and having to yeah. punt. He, he just – he wasn't turning it on. He was still trying to look down the field or he was trying to make it appear as though – I also want to – last thing I want to say is there's a few people in the chat saying he's 27. Are you saying – so he should slow down at 27? No. Or are they saying that because I said he's he's getting older? I don't know. I don't know what the point is there. My but. point was that he, he's obviously changed his build. Look at him now. In college, he looked like a basketball player. Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and so you carry more weight. Physics, it's hard to run the same speed. And we're talking about week 10 of an NFL season where yeah. he hasn't had a bye week. So it could be that sure. too. Yeah, it could just be tired. Uh, Absolutely. Um, Max says, why did Todd refuse to commit yeah. to the run? That's the puzzling part. And then when yeah. they did, too much of the side to side. Run at the fast guy. I mean, they're fast. They're not big. And like, you would I mean, also think, Glenn, wouldn't you think, like, if you got offensive line issues, what do you want to do? Yeah, you, you want to run, run the football. Him. Make it easy for him. Exactly. You know? I, I don't think they ran enough out of a, a, a light bo- <laughs> into a light box. They came out too heavy at times. I mean, we've talked about this with Cole a lot. Run the ball out of the shotgun. Run Gus right up the middle. Run Keaton right up the middle. And mm-hmm. if, and if, if Lamar reads... And sees the the hesitation. I mean, or sees the guy, uh, the DN slam down, pull the ball out. But goodbye, Lamar. I mean, I, I just didn't like too many, too many long evolving plays with a lot of moving parts yeah. and yeah, too yeah, much yeah. fanciness. Like, yeah, it's too much window dressing. Sometimes it's like, dude, let's get some mm. meat and potatoes in here. Yeah, like, man, what yeah. the hell was that reverse? Like, what are we doing here, yeah. man? Yeah, uh, man, yeah, he said, oh man, dude, he all, dude, double agent. James Prochet, bruh. He's still raving through into his heart. My man, I felt bad for the guy. I dude. did. It was the like, first time 
I felt sympathy, like true sympathy. I felt bad for him when he got cut, of course, but Manny says James Prochet can't catch a break or anything. And yeah, man, I, 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 cause we were on that sideline and I was looking at him. He, he, when he ran back, he didn't run anywhere near coach ran all the way down to the end, all the way by himself and just stood there in shame on a side note. Prochet still showed. He's still garbage says Craig. Fox. Dude, I don't see him sticking with him, dude. After no. this week, man, I, this is exactly what I said under my breath af after it happened. I said, James Prochet, the gift that keeps on giving. No doubt, dude. This guy, wow. He loves us, bruh. He said, uh, Ian Wick says Prochet helped us out and we still couldn't stop him. Yeah. Even with that, thought it was man. over, man. I thought it was over. Yeah, me too. Me too. Ugh. And then Sean Pisker says the, the Prochet fumble cracked me up. Yeah. Everyone loved it. Everyone on yeah. Twitter was going nuts. They just but he's got the last laugh. Sort of. Sort of. I mean, I think that was his only stat. Yeah, negative. Yeah. But, but his team, team won. won. Yeah. I guess. I don't think he'll be on that team much longer, but he can at yeah. least enjoy it while he's there. Massey says, I've lost faith. Oh, this Massey, happened last season on. again. Two score leads blown. Thought with better defense. This was a thing of the past. Deshaun's signature win. This will make the Browns so confident mm. they can win the division. Yeah. I mean, this is certainly going to be a confidence boost to their team. When they, when they, they got to look and go, if we get anything from our offense, we got a really good shot to win. And they, you know, they got a pretty, pretty good offensive uh, output <laughs> today with their run game. They had some chunk plays and Joku was getting the guys jacked up. That guy's a horse to bring he down, is, man. Holy smokes. And yeah, I mean, that defense, it really doesn't seem to matter what happens behind them because we saw Denzel Ward go down. They've had injuries in the secondary. But Miles Garrett is just such an equalizer. It just doesn't matter what happens because he's just going to make your quarterback have to get rid of the ball in 1.2 seconds. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what, in Joku, dude, it's one of those things where it's like the sun. It's just hard to avoid. Dude's got a booty on him. In Joku? Oh my gosh. Rolling down the field. I was like, Holy crap. He's got some power in them glutes, dude. Just carrying everyone. Boy's hitting the squat rack. Got the power in the glutes. Oh, Glenn, you just it. went to your, your audio in your computer. Make sure you switch it back. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so let's see. The, uh, Doomgoy says this almost cancels out the, cancels out the blowouts. Skid mm. warning. Yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough because it's an AFC game. This is a division, intra, intra division game. Would have been much more mm -hmm. uh, valuable in a, in a lot of ways, right? So, but, but to someone's comment earlier, is there any value in the fact that they mentioned like we don't want this to look like 2019 necessarily? We don't want them to yeah, yeah, yeah. peak too early, have to rest players at the end of the season. Like, is there some value into going through these struggles in the regular season and overcoming them and coming out in the other side? Can that mm -hmm. make you a better team? Uh, I mean, I guess the 73 and nine warriors would say yes, but the 72 and 10 bulls would say no. That's one team in the history. <laughs> the Lakers that went 15 and one in the NBA finals would also say no. Hey, look, the Patriots would say yes. You think, well, the Patriots like waltz through. They waltz through and then lost at the end. Oh, I see. Maybe if they went through a little bit of turmoil mid season, maybe they get a Super Bowl for Randy. Oh, I see. To that specific season, but how many other ones did they waltz through? Well, and look, like, you're talking. You're talking about the '96 Bulls. Oh yeah, whatever, that's whatever. True. what are we that's talking true. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So I mean, I, I understand your point, and I'm gonna say it's up to the to the players to like take advantage of this opportunity 
or not, right? Are you going to learn from it or are you just going to let it pass? You're all, Look, you're already in pain. Better learn something from it, dang it. You know? No doubt. I, I tell you what, I think the defense probably got an eye opener in this <laughs> one. Like, th this has got to be a shot to their pride. I, I don't care. You know, they had some success, but there's no way they come out of this game feeling proud of the performance they put up there. And I know Roquan, despite having 21 tackles, is going to be sick watching this game film. Uh, let's see. Devin says, once Stanley went down, we were screwed without Moses. Yeah. I mean, that's what kind of hurt. That That's the thing. Like, how do you feel about the fact Moses practices all week? If Moses is playing in this game, then when Stanley goes down, McCarry's in at left tackle, and that's a hell of a lot better than having Falele get inserted in the game. Do you think this was another scenario where we may have been, we out-strategized ourselves? Like, we got too cute even with inactives? Yeah, potentially. I mean, I, I think don't it, like it. Yeah, me neither. I like, don't know. It did just, something happen on Saturday to Morgan right. Moses? Yeah, that was a weird one. I remember seeing him on the sideline like, what is happening? Yeah, like he's, ju was, he's jumping and shit. Like, what I also doing? want to provide a quick update. Uh, they asked John Harbaugh why Ke uh, Keaton... John Harbaugh was asked about Keaton Mitchell not getting involved in the second half, and he said, that's just how the game went. Bullshit. Yeah. That is bullshit. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. But but justice is getting cared. Come on, man. Yeah. Tyler Tyler, shout to my nephew. Can't wait to be there at MT Bank on Thursday. Need to sweep them kitty cats. Absolutely, Tyler. He also says, give the ball to Keaton Mitchell. And Here, I know that because he's texting me. And then he also said that the Ravens' inability to close out games this era is absolutely frustrating. He's Concerning. so right about that. It's Concerning. it's it's like, holy smokes. Just when we think like the defense has come kind of gotten over the hump and those days are are done, we blow another what 15 point lead. I mean it's the it's the pride cycle, Glenn. You see? It's like how it's yeah. it, you know, it's the same reason why the greatest civilization on earth throughout the history of earth has always fallen. It's this pride cycle, right? Like you become good, you become complacent, and then oh, bam! You get hit in the mouth, and you, you know what I mean? It's just this thing over and over again. Yeah, I so. thought we were above that, dude. I thought this defense was above that. Yeah, I thought they were 2,000, you know, the 2,000 Ravens, dude. Yeah, they're not. Marcus no. says, one thing I really don't understand is why we don't give Gus the ball more. We're at our best when we control the pace of the game. Just running the ball in general. I, I yeah. felt like, I remember I was thinking, I think there was eight, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. We still had the lead, and I said, all right, this is the time. Right, like this is where we run the football, control the pace. Let's slow it down, Coach K style, right? And yep. uh, you know, let's get this thing done. And it just didn't happen. It was a, it was a bit of a bummer to me. Yeah, so I agree with you, Marcus. Yeah, what else was... do we got? Oh, so aggravating, man! Watching this freaking game, dude. Tom Fisker says, you know, as a crazy, emotional, diehard Ravens fan, I'm not sure why this game didn't piss me off more. That's funny because I kind of feel that way, Sean. I just feel like I know they'll bounce back. I'm, I'm not. I'm pissed about this game, but I'm, I'm concerned more than anything. Like we really need this Bengals game, and they just lost too. Both these teams are desperate. This is going to be a wild game on Thursday night, and uh, I'm, I'm obviously very concerned about uh marlon humphrey uh let's see here uh oh uh, let's yeah, see the, oh we might not hear about marlon until wednesday i got a feeling uh let's see sean says to me and maybe i'm wrong but i feel like the ravens were thinking ahead to thursday more than this game thoughts well 
They certainly were thinking ahead to Thursday with some of their inactives list. There's no doubt in my mind that that impacted that the Thursday, the quick turnaround impacted whether or not Morgan Moses played. And that yeah. impacted in a big way when Ronnie Stanley went out, the, the, the end result, it just did because it's McCarry at left tackle is a hell of a lot better than Falele. And we like Falele, but he's just not ready yet. And so, yeah, I think it absolutely did. And maybe to some degree, it affected the uses of the usage of Keaton Mitchell. Maybe yeah. they kind of wanted to lighten his load and hope mm-hmm. that he would be the fresh, even maybe a little surprising still guy. And, and they didn't want to overuse him. I don't know, but I do think it impacted uh, this, the game planning and everything, knowing that that quick turnaround's coming. Yeah. Well, is it time, Glenn? It's time to get to is the conversation time? results. Let's see. I guess so. I don't know what happened. I, I don't. Do we know who won? DK does. Okay. All right. Well, it's going to be a surprise to us. All right. So as you guys know, we have a weekly competition starting with over-unders and ending in closest to the pin tiebreakers. That competition is both internal with us in the show as well as opened up to you guys as fans. Uh, you guys can certainly participate each week. And this competition, as always, is brought to us by BetUS. BetUS, the OGs in sport betting, will match your first deposit 125% match. 125 up to $2,500. All you got to use is promo code 410. So do it. Have more fun watching these crappy games that you see, like this Sunday morning game of the damn Patriots. Oh, God, they're trash. Yeah, They're, they're so bad. Yeah. I don't know what was the worst video, that game or, or the, uh, the, the walk of shame from Belichick. Seriously, what would you? Yeah. What was more shameful? Yeah. Ugh. But absolutely go over and pick, check out BetUS. Have some more fun while you're watching, but always gamble responsibly. All right, yep. let's get into it, Jimbo. All right. Oh, DK, you need a minute? Oh, boy. One moment, please, he's, as he's I calculate. Hey, Jimbo, let me ask you this. Were you at all pissed off at Kyle Hamilton for not letting Gino catch that I was. Pick? I was. Right? Better catch it. I know. I was, man. <laughs> I was. Now, let me ask you this. Would you have preferred that the Bengals won today? Everyone in the stadium, of course, was excited that so that you know, so they're not coming in this game with such desperation on Thursday. Hell no! I I want them to lose every game. Okay, but you see my point, right? Like, I guess, but hell no, lose. Yeah. And all that matters is the win loss record at the end of the day. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I don't mind them coming in with desperation. Come in with some desperation because if we hit them in the mouth early. Who knows? They sink back on their heels a little bit. They start to feel a little down. Their head, their chins drop. That's what I want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, all right, DK's ready. Let's do this thing. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Ravens over under rushing yards. 150 was the total. They only go for 106, so it was under. I don't even have it up. Let me pull up the Ooh. doc. I don't even know what I said. What did I answer here? Was I way off? No. You're, okay, you're I was under. All right, so we were both right about that. DK, <laughs> not so good about that one. All right, now we have Lamar Jackson completion percentage. This one, it looked good for a little while, and then it really got bad in the second half when the tackles mm-hmm. were out and the backup right guard was in. Uh, 57% by far, I believe, his lowest on the season. Um, That should come as no surprise, but – yeah, both all three of us wrong, Jimbo. Yeah, mm. you were wrong. You were. Yeah, yeah. I just want you to know that you I were know. wrong. 
they want us to bring in Indomitian. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Deshaun Watson passing touchdowns. Puts it at .5. Over under. Uh, I don't yeah. like this one. Douchebag. I didn't think he was going to get one too, man, because he he didn't get that Can one. You pick the late. over. I I mean I did, but I'm saying as the game was unfolding, oh, I, I didn't mean. think he was going to end up with one. Yeah, he yeah. does get just one, like I predicted. I hate being right sometimes, but you know I had to be right about that one. And you said over as well, so I don't yeah. want to hear it. No, I did. Um, DK said under. Wrong again. Not a good week for DK. It doesn't look like. And then last but not least, Raven sacks total. Uh, he puts it over under a two and a half. We get to four. Uh, so me and Jimmy were both correct about that one. DK under. Oh my God. Did you get any of them right? Oh, you got one of them right. Okay. No, none of them right. Now he got one, the one we all got right. All right. Oh, no. We got we all one wrong. wrong. So you went over four, DK. Holy smokes. All right. And what? Me and Jimmy are tied right now. Is that correct? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, was this the closest one in a long time or what? All right, yeah. now that we get into our first tiebreaker, total score over under, he puts it 38 and a half. It smashes anyone's yeah. prediction on what this total would be. They go to 64. Fortunately for all three of us, we all predicted the total would go over. So it has mm -hmm. to go to the final tiebreaker before, between me and Jimbo, and that is total yards for the Ravens. They end with just 306, so... Mm -hmm. How come I always win when we lose? Dude, you got to stop winning. You're the kiss of death, man. I mean, I can't even celebrate. No. I'm the people's champ, and I can't even celebrate a win. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. You know. We just have to uh. sacrifice your wins. Yeah, Glenn back on the board. Good job, Glenn. Yeah, way to be, buddy. Yeah, Glenn. I don't like it, man. Uh, I don't like it one bit. Go, Glenn. Stop it. Stop it, guys. <laughs> Everyone cheer for Glenn. You know what? A win this week just doesn't feel good at all. It really doesn't. Uh, but a you win is a know, win nonetheless. You you guys know who to cheer for if you want the Ravens to win. It's that simple. Nah, dude. Oh, look. That's what they're saying. That's why we support Jimmy. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it, guys. Oh, that's awesome. Well, congrats, Glenn. You got one. Back on the board, baby. Yeah. I need some competition. <laughs> well, you're not getting it from DK. So, <laughs> <laughs> and Mozzie says Steelers Browns next week. Oh, and we will announce the 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 open competition amongst everyone that views and submits their their um answers on Tuesday as always. But Steelers Browns next week, either we we will be either will be 7 and 3 like the Ravens, rather Steelers win, what would you think? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather the Steelers win. Um yeah. But I know they had a big loss. They lost Quan Alexander for the rest of their season, so they had a pretty big, pretty big loss. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess I'd root for the Steelers to win. I'll be happy. I'd love them to tie. That would yeah, be ideal. Like, I think. Be awesome. uh, but yeah, I'm rooting for the Steelers to win because I still think. Uh, well, look, we can go beat the Steelers, so that that would kind of make things a little bit better there. And we still have one game remaining with them. So yeah, uh, it is nice to see they play each other, so they both can't win next week at least. Yep. There you go. But. I think that's it for us tonight. Jimbo. Yeah, we'll be back Tuesday, of course, to break down the film more in depth with Cole Jackson, as always. Talk about our thoughts, how we're moving forward. Well, let's think about it. We, we're probably going to be here, what, Tuesday, Wednesday? Thursday? Uh, yeah, because of Thursday. Yeah, I think we're going to be we're gonna be busy this week, bruh. 
Yeah, so uh, we'll have a Friday off. Hey, hey. Hey, now. Um, But um, yeah, let's hope it's a happy Friday and not as sad. Right. So join us on Tuesday. Join us Wednesday for the pregame and Thursday for the game. We will be here. Um, What is it, Glenn? Be here or what? How does it go? Be here or be square. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it right here. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great night. The flock is still live, baby. We're down, but we ain't out. We ain't out yet.